All right, everybody, welcome to episode 146 of the Fantasy Timeline, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. I'm Josh at Real Fantasy TL. I am with the co-host with the most, Drew at DR underscore PRA. Drew, how are you doing, brother? I'm doing great. One more night. It is NFL kickoff eve. Oh. It's so exciting, man. We've we've been waiting since mid-February to have the games count again, and now they are going to count again. Your team, the Buffalo Bills, match up against the defending Super Bowl champs, Los Angeles Rams. Uh, I heard today someone say that this is the uh, – this is the game that we should have seen in the Super Bowl. Maybe, maybe not. But maybe it's the game we see this year in the Super Bowl. Can't wait to go through all these games and find out who makes it there at the end. But we got to do what we do and start with the news. There, there's some, there's some pieces here that uh vary in interest from not that interesting to uh, pretty interesting. You can stop me if anything sounds like something you want to talk about. Uh, Panthers have placed quarterback Sam Darnold on the IR out for four to six weeks with a high ankle sprain. So just in case anyone thought that maybe it was still going to be a battle between Baker and Sam Darnold, and maybe if Baker started slow, Sam Darnold would be coming in and uh, it's not going to happen. Uh, Sam Darnold is out for a few weeks and pretty much Baker's show. So, um, you know, that settles that. Uh, uh, sort of a correction from last week. Uh, the Texans end up signing O.J. Howard. Uh, not the Bengals. It seemed like the Bengals were there. They grabbed uh, some tight ends off the waiver wire, and I guess they moved on and O.J. Howard is a Texan now, so take that for what you think it is. Uh, Patriots place uh, their second-round wide receiver, Tyquan Thornton, on the IR, so he's out for a minimum of four games, and I just want to make that clear. I've been using the IR term a lot. IR means at least four games, so uh, anyone else you hear that's on the IR, it's going to be at least four games. Jalen Warren officially listed as the RB2 behind Najee Harris. And maybe more Mm. interesting than that, Kenny Pickett listed as quarterback three for those (laughs) same Steelers. So uh, interesting, you know, obviously depth charts can change on a whim. So that doesn't mean that Kenny Pickett is going to be uh, the QB three all season, but he's he's starting off at, as the QB three, so we'll see how quickly he uh, he moves up to QB two. Uh, yeah, if you're uh, if you're in a couple of leagues with me and Jalen Warren's on waivers right now, um, make that bid strong. That's all I have to say. Who is and make that bid strong? Uh, yeah, I honestly I don't, I don't care about any of the running backs. And Pittsburgh besides Najee Harris. I mean, let, let's face it. Um, if Najee gets injured, will the potential RB2 get a bunch of volume? Maybe. 
but that old line in Pittsburgh is is scary to say the least, and not not good scary. Like you want your offensive line to be more like scary, might get somebody hurt. So uh, see what happens there. Uh, commanders are placing uh, Brian Robinson, running back, uh, formerly of Alabama, on the reserve non-football injury list. So he will, according to this designation, he will only miss four games. That's not to say he's going to be playing week five. I'm definitely not a doctor. Not going to, uh, not even going to try to guess at that. But it's very interesting that that's the designation they decided to use. Uh, so who knows, man? I mean, this this story kind of is a roller coaster. You hear about him getting shot. You extremely worried and now well for sure gonna miss four weeks might be longer might be more but might be ready week five i mean it's crazy to even say he might be ready week five yeah whether he is or he isn't is kind of irrelevant just that fact is is kind of amazing to say um Another kind of amazing running back story, uh, Jaguars running back James Robinson, who tore his Achilles mm. in week 16 of last season, will be active and will play on Sunday versus those commanders that we mentioned earlier. Like, that's nuts. I mean, yeah, I guess week 16 was what? Last week of December, first week of January. So you're about nine months. but. Yeah. I mean, it it's used impressive. to be it used to be a full year before you even talked about these guys coming back. And now, you know, they're getting on football fields and playing. Now I, you know, don't know what the snap, you know, the, the snap count is gonna be for him, what uh what type of plays he's gonna be in for, but I mean that's that's kind of amazing. Um and then J.K. Dobbins. So this is kind of interesting, especially with the clip. I don't know if you've seen it of Lamar talking today. Uh, earlier in the week, uh, head coach uh, Jim Harbaugh said uh, Dobbins has a chance to play week one if he looks good in practice. And then Lamar today said in a post-practice press conference that he should be good in a couple of weeks now. I understand Lamar. Lamar doesn't have a medical degree either, but a very interesting choice of words. So if you have J.K. Dobbins, I have him, I think, in just one spot, maybe two spots. You're going to have to keep your ears peeled until game time because um, some conflicting reports. And then last but not least, uh, this happened, what, the day after uh, last week's episode. but. Uh, Broncos and Russell Wilson reach an agreement five years, $245 million contract extension that includes $165 million guaranteed. Mm. Good for us. I mean, good for anybody who gets paid. I don't care who they are, man. Get, get yep. paid. Uh, playing football is a rough business, and uh, the fact that uh, the fact that you can make that much money off of it. I'm I'm all about it. So uh, let's ride. 
let's ride, man. Let's let's do it. We're we got to round ourselves into into regular season form now. This is this is officially the last off season episode of 2022. I don't know how that makes you feel, Drew, but mm, I'm excited. It is. It's it's exciting. Yeah, we. Have, I mean, don't get me. Don't get me wrong. We we have fun during the off season. We do our thing, but like this is it. This is where we shine. So let's get into the timeline. Uh, this first one is from a friend of the show, that network brother, Rocky Trade Addict at Dynasty FF Addict. So at Tacit Assassin thirteen, the incomparable. Zach Reed asked this question uh, for trade addicts, and he wants to know what how we would answer it. So, little trade addicts and fantasy timeline for crossover. If you could see into the future and know how any one player's twenty twenty two season turns out, who would it be? So, Drew, I want you to go into mm. your crystal ball, and I want you to tell me who who do you want? Who? What knowledge would you want about one player in the twenty twenty two season? Ooh, um, <laughs> I would probably say the first one that comes to mind. Uh is Jalen Hurts. Uh, he's a guy that a lot of people have been pretty polarized around. Uh, people who have him, I think, are not trading him uh, very cheaply, and people who want him aren't willing to pay up because of the risk of this year. Um, I, I think I know Rocky stands pretty well, and I, I'm pretty in line with his, which is I think he's good enough and he has a chance to improve enough this year, even if the Eagles move on after this season. Uh, I, I have a, a good feeling that he'll land somewhere else. Uh, consistency for quarterbacks is huge, though, so I would love to know, is he going to take the step forward as a passer? Will he get them to the playoffs, win the division, and basically uh, get a, a stronghold on that position moving forward? Or is he going to struggle and probably be just good enough to maybe get another shot to compete next year? And uh, is he a guy that I should be taking uh, value that I can get now so he's the first one that comes to mind i know there's a couple of others that uh, i'm sure we'll we'll bring up but how about you where do you go first all right so first of all i got i got two points to make off of uh what you just said first of all i am i'm mad at you because we don't talk about this beforehand but you stole my guy so um thanks a lot uh and great minds uh and then there's ours yeah none of ours uh, I was actually I was actually stunned because when you said you you fell in line with Rocky, I thought you were going to mention that Jalen Hurts is the second coming of your quarterback Josh Allen. So I thought I thought that's where you were headed with that. You know, Rocky made that revelation uh, during the off season. That's why we love off season episodes because uh, Rocky can mention <laughs> that uh, Jalen Hurts will be Josh Allen. But since she stole mine, I have to pivot. And pivoting is fine. We got to, you know, 
we got to do it right in in the fantasy game you got to pivot and i'm going to pivot to another nfc east team wide receiver c d lamb listen we're drafting him high this year he he's supposed to be a stone cold stud he's supposed to get like 250 targets uh 1800 yards on 130 receptions and 14 touchdowns that's you know that's what some people think and i want to know if that hype is true is can city lamb vault himself into that upper echelon of wide receiver can he put himself among the justin jeffersons the jamar chases kind of like what cooper cup did last year except on a much bigger scale because we were drafting cooper cup a lot lower than we're drafting cd lamb this year so can he make that jump um because if i have that knowledge now i know whether maybe i need to sell because he's a fine qb or excuse me not qb wide receiver 12 13 14 15 which i mean if you if you're wide receiver 15 it's still pretty good but it's not mm-hmm. wide receiver 3 it's not wide receiver 4 uh or is he really that dude is he is he top 5 lock him in young guy who's going to be there with like i said earlier Jefferson and Chase for the next you know 5 years so uh, we both kept it in the NFC East, a uh, couple different positions there, but I think two guys that have um, a lot on their shoulders, a lot of pressure. Um, but we, we've we seen the flashes from both athletes. Now, can they put it together for an entire season and catapult themselves into the uh, to the top level at their respective positions? So before we slide to the next one, let let's hit this question here from our man recovering really truth or shout out yo fellas with crunch time coming who's one player you could trade for last minute this is a general 12 team super flex ppr tight end premium league so maybe not not that general of a league if you, if you think about the over overarching way that fantasy is played right now but probably a lot of a lot of the leagues that you and i play in so drew who's that guy who's the last minute guy that you go you know let me try to slide him on my team real quick well i'll uh i'll throw a couple that um i've been able to to move onto my teams this past week um in one league we're hurting a little bit for wide receiver depth I think we're looking at Thielen and Cooks as our top two wide receivers right now. Uh, and it's a start three. So we're looking at dropping off from that to Quez Watkins, I think. Um, so we we made a trade and we sent Khalil Herbert for Jarvis Landry this last week uh, to a team that wants to try to go younger. Um, so I think Landry will continue to do what he does, which is get a fair amount of targets, fair amount of catches, may not get a ton of touchdowns, but he'll be involved. And for PPR, 
Uh, I'll take that floor at my wide receiver two or three, depending on how you rank those guys. Um, and then another one is uh, made a, a pretty strong move in a team that I'm contending in for Travis Kelsey uh, in a league. Was able to move Dalton Schultz, uh, Davis Mills, and I think a 24 second and got Travis Kelsey for this year. And we'll see, you know, where that goes after this year. But uh, a strong, strong team, probably a clear number two or number three team. There's one other team in the league that is just stacked, has Kyler and Burrow, has, um, I forget who he has at running back, but has Jefferson. And a couple of other really good, I think he has Lamb and another uh, really good young wide receiver or two. Um, so really just felt like we needed to go top heavy and, and try to throw in. So we've got Andrews and Kelsey now in this tight end premium league to go with Jamar Chase, Devonta Smith, um, Brandon Cooks, and Hollywood. Uh, so that's something, uh, a couple of old guys, I guess, is kind of the theme. So looking at some of these veterans that maybe you can get a little bit cheaper uh, people are excited to see what some of these young guys are ready to do. I don't know that you're going to get any of these rookies uh, any cheaper than you would have been able to trade for them in your draft. So, you know, Jameson Williams is certainly a guy that I'd love to go and see if I can make another run at for some teams. You know, he's on IR. You want to compete. Maybe I can flip a guy that'll score you some points early on. But, um, yeah, I'm taking shots at maybe him who's injured for a little bit. Maybe uh, Hopkins who's also older and suspended. So as people are trying to set lineups, they start looking at those projections, maybe get a, a, a desperate partner or two who's willing to make an ill-advised trade to see their projections bump up three or four points this week heading into week one. I like that. I like that. Um, I got one. He will be playing tomorrow. So if you want to do this, you should probably, you know, get on that pretty quickly. Isaiah McKenzie. Listen, we all know about Stephon Diggs. He's that dude. Gabe Davis. Is he? Is also he? that dude. Uh, also that dude. Uh, statistics say he's uh, not that dude. But they cleared the deck for Gabe Davis. But what if I'm right for once and Drew's wrong? It doesn't happen that often. But what if Gabe Davis ain't that dude? Isaiah McKenzie time. I think if Gabe Davis can't put it together, I think you're going to see Isaiah McKenzie elevate to that wide receiver too. And here's the best part about getting Isaiah McKenzie. Ain't going to cost you a lot. You don't need no 23 first to get Isaiah McKenzie. You don't need a uh, a big-time player to get Isaiah McKenzie. Probably get him, what do you think, Drew? A third? I think a third snags Isaiah McKenzie from a team? I, I would think so, unless somebody's really in tune with what's going on in Twitter universe here. If you're trying to, to make something late happen, yeah, I think uh, – you know, you got Crowder there. Knox just got extended. People are hearing about Gabe Davis. So, yeah, I mean, I, I love Isaiah McKenzie as a cheap dart throw guy that, you know, maybe you have to throw him in for a, a bye week. Got a bunch of people on bye week nine, week 14. But, um, yeah, I mean, anything that you can do to, to get a, a, an electric player that's tied to Josh Allen, 
why wouldn't you? And if it all costs you a third, or maybe it's, who knows? I mean, I, I would start with a fourth and just see, you know, we're getting a roster cutdowns, right? I know that's been a lot of trade frenzy in some leagues that I've been in people that don't want to cut a guy because they, you know, feel like he's still valuable. So, Hey, I've got roster space on my team. You know, I, I'll, I'll spend the fab if you drop them, but I'd rather just make it easy. Take a fourth. Cool. And even then, you know, get creative. Some of these leagues now, I think more commissioners are, are allowing for fab to be traded to. So maybe uh, you throw a couple dollars of fab in with the fourth round pick. And that way, you know, Hey, if you need to, to have the edge on picking somebody up in a couple of weeks, that gives that other, other uh, manager a couple extra dollars in a, as a buffer. So get creative with it. But yeah, McKenzie should be a, a solid target to go after. I like that one. Yeah, so the, those, those are the dudes that I think uh, will uh, – you had a couple, Drew, there. That there's one guy I think that could possibly kind of not cost you a lot. and Maybe, like you said, um, you know, especially if you're playing in, you know, a lot of the leagues I'm starting to join now are – two flex spot, three flex spot, you know, not only are you starting maybe two or three wide receivers, but you have two or three additional flex spots that you need to get into. And if, if McKenzie becomes that wide receiver too, I think he fills in one of those spots perfectly. So um, great question, Ridley Truther. We got another one here from Dark Den Dan. Hey guys, need some help. Marquise. Hollywood Brown versus Kansas City or Allen Robinson versus Buffalo half point PPR. So I think Buffalo has a decent secondary. Trey White is hurt, right? Yeah, he's uh, he's not back to at least week five. At least week five. So that's a that's a big blow of the secondary. So, um, Allen Robinson has been great his entire career, except for last year. Did he fall off the cliff, or was it more that Matt Nagy just didn't know what the hell he was doing? We'll find out this year with Sean McVay, a head coach, and that offense that, you know, can put points on anybody. But until I see a little bit from Allen Robinson, I got to go with Hollywood here. Um, we think Kansas City is going to be able to score points at a, at a pretty decent clip. Uh, Arizona's defense is not uh, not anything that, that scares teams. Uh, they're competent, but they're not, you know, elite. And Hollywood is the dude. Hollywood is the number one until – D-Hop gets back from that six-week suspension for PEDs. So I feel like Hollywood is going to get a lot of targets. Um, I think we're still waiting on some word about Zach Ertz, right? We're kind of unsure if he's going to be able to play or not. Uh, you know, and what does that leave? Rondell Moore? All right, we haven't seen it out of him yet. Uh, A.J. Green? I mean, maybe, but like... <laughs> Are you really banking your money on AJ Green stealing a ton of targets from Hollywood? Probably not. So, you know, I think Hollywood is going to be Hollywood in that first 
in that first game against Kansas City where I think there'll be a lot of points on the board. So give me Hollywood. Uh, Drew, what do you think? You got uh, you got Marquise Brown, or do you have Allen Robinson in this map here? Yeah, I'm with Hollywood. I'm actually just trying to look up the line on a couple of these games. Uh, so it looks like over-under is 52 for Buffalo and uh, L.A. I would think that the KC and Arizona game is, yeah, 53 and a half. So go out, go after the points there. Uh, you're looking at Arizona, who routinely runs the most plays, uh, pass-first offense. I, I realize you have two wide receivers and new systems with new quarterbacks. Uh, I know there's some – I don't know what the whispers are with Stafford's shoulder or his elbow right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, you're looking at a couple of uh, – I think the Buffalo-LA game could be more of a defensive struggle. It's the first first week of the season, and, and that opening Thursday night game is always a little bit of people feeling each other out. Um, so I, if I had to put money on Thursday night, I'd probably, probably bet the under. Assume it's like a, a 27 21, maybe 27 24 kind of a game. So uh, I'll take Hollywood. And all he needs is he needs one or two big plays, and he can he can burn you for a 60 yard touchdown real quick and probably double up Allen Robinson. I think I think Robinson could get a fair number of targets tomorrow night. It'll come down to the quality of those targets and then uh, how many of them he actually catches. Yeah, I uh, I totally agree with you there. Uh, so we went two for two on that one. Uh, it's Hollywood. Uh, put them in your lineup and have fun. Uh, all right, let's get back to the timeline. It was good doing the chat questions, but we got this one here from Dan Turner at Eagle Dan FF. How much playing time do you anticipate Rashad White to have for Tampa Bay this year? So Rashad White, uh, 2022 draft pick of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What do you think, Drew? How much playing time do you see for Rashad White? Man, I I am not real good at projecting season long and you know, I don't that's not a something that I've really spent much time looking at. Um I think just thematically knowing that Brady trusts his guys uh unless Rashad White really showed up in training camp this offseason and uh, was super strong in pass protection, didn't drop a rep that he had with Brady. I think he'll struggle to to have a lot of meaningful touches until or unless, uh, you know, Fournette gets injured or something like that happens. I think if Fournette's relatively healthy, he dominates most of that backfield. And, you know, Rashad White might be a bi-week flex play um, if he can see the field a little bit, if he can get in some passing downs and stuff. But, uh, I don't expect him to be, you know, anywhere near splitting time in a meaningful way, at least not for quite a few weeks, um, from what I can tell, anyways. But again, there might be some stuff that beat writers have or that's coming out of training camp that I'm not up to speed with. There, I know he said originally when he got drafted, his his goal was to compete for and win the starting job. But I expect every young buck to say that coming out of the draft. Yeah. So. This is interesting to me because this is a guy that I've kind of been looking at uh, this offseason because Tampa Bay has been an interesting team. Uh, Their head coach moves to a front office position. 
they uh, they promote their defensive coordinator to head coach. Uh, then you have uh, three offensive linemen get hurt, three starting offensive linemen get hurt. Uh, Tom Brady went on vacation kind of during the middle of training camp. Gronk's not back. Obviously, um, we're not going to see Antonio Brown for this team. Uh, they bring in Russell Gage and Julio Jones. So kind of a lot of movement, and it's kind of like, all right, what is this team going to be? Because obviously Bruce Arians with kind of the, you know, big-time passing game, you know, what is Todd Bowles? You know, is Todd Bowles just going to keep that offensive playbook? Um Byron Leftwich is still there as offensive coordinator. So is he kind of just in charge of running the offense while uh, Todd Bowles is the head coach and looking after the defense? We're not really sure. (laughs) So a lot of question marks. So we can't just say, well, look at how Leonard Fournette was used last year. He's going to be used the same way this year because if they keep the same playbook, yeah, all right, I can see that. But what if they don't? What if the injuries on the offensive line lead to Tom Brady getting hit a little bit more often than they would like? Do they resort more to the running game? Are they trying to get quick hitters out of the backfield? I think Rashad White might see more time than we've been talking about. Um, maybe a guy again that you, uh, as Recovering Ridley Truther had said in his previous question, maybe it's one of those small guys that you get, probably don't have to pay a lot, and just see. If Tampa Bay is a high-powered offense again, you could see some more of him than you're thinking. So um, he's, he's definitely a wild card. He, this is not a for sure. Lock it down. Rashad White is going to just, you know, be what RB20 this year. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, I think on an offense like Tampa Bay, he could be a little bit more uh, a part of it than we're thinking right now. So I think most people spend a second on him in rookie drafts this year. Do you think you get him for a third at this point? Or are you uh, just saying you're willing to maybe take a future second and throw it down to get him on your team now? I don't know if I go necessarily future second, but I kind of look for a player. Um, you know, who who are we looking at here? Would you I'm give a, a Jarvis Landry to get him on your team? Oh yeah, yeah, you can have Jarvis Landry. Okay, I'm not I'm not worried about the. Would you give Gabe Davis to get him on your team? Would I? If Nothing else existed, yes, but I know Gabe Davis is more valuable than Rashad White. So, no, but only because I know the value (laughs) of Gabe Davis, not necessarily because I think that Gabe Davis is, you know, going to be a great player and can't trade him for a wild card. Like, what's the gap between McKenzie and Rashad White for you? That's probably like, I know I spent. Well, if I'm trying to get him, I'm trying to do that straight up and seeing what 
someone says. They probably yeah. say no. Yeah. But we're on Twitter all the time. We see crazy deals it's, made. It happens. All the time. So um, if I get a, hey, like, I need a little bit more, then I try, like, McKenzie and a third and say, what do you think now? And see if that gets it okay. done. What about Again, uh, a Tyler Boyd? No, and that's more that's more of okay. a me thing. That that probably is not necessarily a value thing, but I like having Tyler Boyd on teams because if anything happens to either Jamar Chase or T Higgins, I think Tyler Boyd steps in there and he becomes like an automatic flex play every week. Mm-hmm. He becomes, you know, if you're starting wide receiver, if you're starting three wide receivers, he becomes your wide receiver three. So, in his current form, he's kind of like a, he's kind of like a Pokemon. You know, he's kind of that base <laughs> level, and you're like, all right, I got to do some things to to level this dude up. And the injury, unfortunately, to either one of those guys would be the level up where you go, okay, like that that could you know make him into a bigger badder version of himself all right this is another one from recovering really truther chatty dubs has been a little tough a lot of managers spent a mid to early second in rookie drafts and want multiple picks back in my recent experience spam offering lol yeah, he's been going after Rashad, it sounds like. And, yeah, that's where people are dug in on what they paid and trying to get that value back. So uh, it'll be interesting. You know, hope, hopefully maybe Fournette starts off strong, and that's an opportunity if there's a little dip for that first few weeks, if you want to try to package it. And I think you're right, Josh. You have to look at the player values. What does that team need more than um, probably just a straight picks based on what people uh, used for him in rookie drafts? But, um, yeah, I, I certainly don't mind him. He's – he was, I think, a top four, top three or four running back for me this year coming out of the draft. So um, it's just that, you know, what's the kind of what's the um, spectrum of that top four? It's not like they're all concentrated at the top like a couple of years ago with JT and Swift and Dobbins. So, um, yeah, interesting guy to go after. I think you'll have to let some managers get past the first couple of weeks here, maybe see him only get, you know, two or three touches a game and then let them kind of start to self-discover that maybe he's not worth a future second anymore right exactly um all right before we go on we got we got something new this year man uh we are lucky enough to be uh to be partnering with bet us and we got a little code. We're going to put that in the description of the uh, of this that you're seeing right now on YouTube and on the uh, podcast episode itself because we could scroll it on the bottom of the screen, but there's a lot of letters and numbers, and it's just not a good media for that. So, but we are going to put it there. Um, listen, that US has got everything. Obviously, we talk football because we love football. They got baseball. They got basketball. They got UFC. Pretty much, if you can bet on it, they got it. 
So every week, we're going to go with our game of the week, game we think you guys should bet. And then do what you want with the information. But do it at BetUS. Promise you you're not going to be disappointed. And uh, let's have let's have a good time with this. So, Drew, you and I were talking about what game we potentially want to put on here. And you said Patriots Dolphins. I'm bet US Dolphins minus three and a half. Pretty close game, right? Looks like, you know, we're still believing that our man, Coach Bill Belichick, can keep it closed. He's got the Mac attack. They got former Miami Dolphin, Monte Parker, in the house. But we're telling you right now. Drew and I agree. You put that money on the Dolphins. I'm going to read some, some stats that Drew and I compiled. New England is only eight and nine. Eight wins, nine losses in the last 17 games against the Dolphins, including losses in the last three games. Those last three games, headed up by Tua, who was 3-0 against said New England Patriots all time. New England is 1-4 against the spread in their last five games overall. They're also 1-4 against the spread in their last five games against the AFC. So this is a team, they don't like covering that spread. They don't like it. Miami, on the other hand, Guess what they do against the spread? Seven, three, and one against the spread in their last eleven divisional games. Drew, you're you're an AFC mastermind. Uh, Dolphins, Patriots. That'd be one of those divisional games, right? That's one of them. That's one of them. All right. So we know what Miami does in those divisional games. Miami, also the home team. You gotta figure. All right. What are they? Three and three, two and four at home. Nah, man. Five and one against the spread in their last six home games. So not only do they take it to the Patriots, they take it to other teams in the AFC or in the AFC East, excuse me, and they take it to teams at home against the spread. Three and a half. It looks nice. They got Tyreek. They got the new offensive mastermind. McDaniel, put your money on the Dolphins. And guess what? What we're going to do, we we want more people in the Fantasy Timeline chat. We have a bunch of great people, but we want more. We want people talking football, trades, draft strategies, all that stuff. So what we're going to do is we're going to drop a bonus pick just for the timeline chat. Get we want we want to get them winning money too. So if you want to be part of the timeline chat, it's easy. Just hit hit me up, hit Drew up, hit up at the show handle at fantasy timeline. Say hey, I want to be in that timeline chat. And you'll be in there. And then you get the extra pick every week that we're not giving to anybody else. I feel like that's a good deal. And like I said, our our link will be 
in the uh, in the description of the pod and the description of this YouTube video. Now, back to the show. All right, so this next one here is from JRC at Viking Power 72. Dynasty, one quarterback, PPR 10 team. Who is the better dynasty asset? Eagles wide receiver, Devonta Smith, or Tennessee Titans wide receiver, Trey Lon Burks. Drew, who do you love? Man, that's this is a tough one. Um, man, you've got a, a guy that just absolutely dominated at Alabama. You've got a guy that made everybody in the sec look like they were middle schoolers at arkansas um i would probably have to lean toward Devonte smith uh i've seen him do it for a year um he's uh he's back with the same quarterback you know again going back to the beginning whatever you believe hurts will do this year or won't do as a passer that would probably skew this a little bit um, I, I know Traylon Burks is uh, is supposed to be a complete receiver. The guy is uh, he is I think uh, built really well for the position. Uh, I mean, they Tennessee believes him enough to to ship AJ Brown off so they can draft this guy um, right afterwards. So I, I don't know that you have a, a bad choice between the two. Um, if one will get you the other plus a little bit, I would do that. That's kind of the bottom line. That's the bottom line. So you, you're you on the Smith side here. I just want to make sure that we got that. Yep. If, if they're both, you know, back-to-back and I'm I'm drafting in a startup, uh, I would take Smith before Burks. I'm with you 100%. Um, it's, it's going to be Devonta Smith for me as well. Um, I think the offense in Philadelphia is better uh, than the offense we have in Tennessee. I think Devonta Smith is the better player. That's kind of a you know double whammy against Traylon Burks. Don't get me wrong. I think Traylon Burks is very good, but I would not be shocked if Devonta Smith was the number one receiver on the Eagles this year. And I know that's kind of blasphemy in the fantasy community. But we know that Smith and Hertz kind of have that connection. They have that chemistry. We're going to see. The training camp highlights have looked amazing between Hertz and A.J. Brown. But let's see what happens when uh, defenses are playing for real. Uh, Defenses are playing to to stop the Eagles offense. Uh, Let's see if the chemistry holds. Uh, I'm not too sure. I liked what I saw from Smith last year, uh, and I think he just uh, he moves on and he moves up. So uh, that's two for two, and I, I actually put this on there because um, we it was close, but Drew we were we voted for the losing side of this fifty five percent to forty five percent. So maybe it's time. If you have Traylon Burke somewhere and you feel like we do, maybe it's time to try. I mean, it, if someone 
if someone proposed a trade with these two guys, which side do you feel like you would need to add something to in order to even out? Or do, or do you think this is kind of a straight-up trade that you wouldn't mind, mind making? And I know we don't usually like position-for-position position straight-up trades, but... Uh, I mean, if I have Burks and... I've got a decent chance, it looks like, of adding maybe a third to Smith. I'll take the I'll take the extra piece on top. Sure. I mean it won't it wouldn't take much, you know, third, fourth, and then you know, I'll figure out how to use that piece down the road and you know, sweeten another deal for myself. So uh based on the the poll, I think you would need a, a little bit extra. Or again, maybe this is one of those you get a two for one, right? I'll give you Traylon Burks, you give me Devonta Smith and Isaiah McKenzie. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, I mean, this is a someone. If I uh, if I had Traylon Burks and the offer was made to me, uh, Devonta Smith for Traylon Burks. I mean, I always get a little greedy. I, I'm like you. I think I would try to add a a third um, to it. But if they were like, I can only do this deal straight up. I would do that deal straight up. I would not mind trading my Traylon Burks and getting Devonta Smith in return. Um, I think Devonta Smith was the better prospect. And I think he's in the better system. So why not get the best of both worlds there? Um, I like, I like it. I like when we agree, man, we, uh, he's, uh, we pretty much, I mean, we've had a lot of, uh, I think we've had a lot of uh, a lot of philosophical questions, but I like that we agree on the question, the, the yes or no question here. This next one here is from Daddy, or excuse me, name at Daddy FFL. There's a dynasty league here. Would you want Elijah Moore or George Pickens? And Tony Pollard. Mm. Man, that's tough. Um, I, I love Elijah Moore. So if it took Pickens and Pollard to get there, I'd probably do that. So you are, you're going with the Elijah Moore side here. Yeah, I'll take Elijah Moore. Yeah, I'm taking the Elijah Moore side, too. Um, I know we all love George Pickens, but what what's his best-case scenario? He He's wide receiver, two on the Steelers. We've kind of seen that from Chase Claypool. None of us are, are running out and kicking down the doors to add Chase Claypool to our team. So, you know. 900 yards and six touchdowns does, does that get you like super excited uh, not really um you know and tony pollard tony pollard is a nice piece and i even saw something come out today that uh, tony pollard is going to see more slot snaps all right i feel like i hear that every year uh i feel like i hear uh he's going to have more of a role in the run game and you know dallas does what dallas does and they they let Zeke plod, and they let uh, Tony Pollard sit on the bench for most of the game. So, 
Yeah, I'm taking those two. It was interesting because this one was a little bit uh, a little bit wider of a gap. 59% Pickens and Pollard signed, while Elijah Moore only got 41%, which surprised the heck out of me. Um, but like we said earlier, name pivoted. Looks like he didn't do this deal, but he ended up doing A-Rod and Tony Pollard for Terry McLaurin. So what do you think about that, Drew? A-Rod, maybe a little bit of a step up from Pickens and still keeping Pollard in there, but getting Terry McLaurin. I would take a Robin Pollard at that point. I think a Robin and McLaurin could have, they could be wide receiver 22 and 26 by the end of the season, depending on how things shake out. So uh, I would be more inclined to take the guy that's uh, with Stafford has cup pulling some coverage away. I, I think a Rob's quality will, uh, will show out in the long run here. And then, yeah, sure. I'll take the depth piece for Pollard. So, uh, I would uh, I would probably pivot and go to the package for what he ultimately did here. Let's see, I had to go with Terry McLaurin here. We don't know what A Rob is, and what if A Rob is just a dressed up Robert Woods in this offense? A guy that's nice to have around, but you never like you'll like him on your team, but you're never like, ha, ah, definitely I'm gonna get him in my lineup this week. You know, what if that's just the role of the wide receiver two in the LA offense? Where it's like Cooper Cup is gonna be that dude. You know, he's having breakfast with Matt Stafford all the time. They're they're buds, they hang out. And the number two guy is just, hey, nice to be there. And he's going to get his. But, and then Tony Pollard, like I said, I love Tony Pollard. I really do. I wish Dallas would use him more. But they don't. They just, they refuse for whatever reason to use Tony Pollard more. So Terry McLaurin has been, what, top 15 every year since he's been in the league. Does does that change this year? Probably not. Probably not. I mean, we we can't say the quarterback situation is going to be worse than last year. I mean, it may not be that much better, but it's going to be slightly better than what? a half of Ryan Fitzpatrick and then the rest of the season of Taylor Heineke. I mean, Carson Wentz was what? UB 14, 15 last year. I mean, so he's competent. He's good enough. Yeah. Assuming FedEx field doesn't eat his leg. That I don't know how someone's so rich. Just yeah, that that whole franchise take... just concerns me. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. 
I have McLaurin. I, I think I have McLaurin in our sleeper league, and I, I'm ready to go out and you know if I can get a Robin Pollard and maybe <laughs> add a third to it, I, I'm tempted now. Hey, guess what? You know who has both a Rob and Tony Pollard in that sleeper no, you league? Don't. I, no, I I'll put a hundred on it that I do. <laughs> no, you don't. I'll put a hundred on it that I do. Let's see here. Real fancy TL. Uh huh. Who's got Tony, them boys? Tony Pollard. Uh huh. Oh, you know what? You were mentioning like Robert Woods, just a nice guy to have. Yeah, because I, I traded, I traded for Robert Woods. I traded um, the uh, the Phantom of Dawson Knox, and I think like JD McKissick to get mm. Robert Woods. But of course, I traded him um, after his his like breakout game and then he got hurt the next game. So then I ended up not having him anyway, but um, I would, that was fine to get off of Dawson Knox. I didn't care about that. So, um, okay. yeah, I got both of them. Don't I? Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. I, listen, you can, you can add a third to it. Like you said, and we can, I'm fine. With, I'm fine with getting Terry McLaurin in the third or, uh, a Rob and Tony Pollard. Oh no, I was saying add a third to the package. Ah, we're not gonna do that. Come on, man! You just told you just told the whole world you're fine with it. Told the whole told the whole world that you were fine with that deal. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're telling me, I'm, I'm fine with yeah. it. You can have them, boys. I might have to go and see uh, who's got Pickens. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? You're going to try to get Pickens and uh, <laughs> and Pollard? Well, you can't get Pickens no. and Pollard. Can't get so, both of them. Yeah. So, but uh, there you go. Maybe uh, maybe names. There's deals here. to be had. Deals Spurned, to be had. Spurned a deal between uh, Drew and I. So uh, I'll I'll send it to you either tonight or tomorrow morning. Let you <laughs> let you look at it a little bit and uh, and see what you think. Uh, all right, here. This next one is from Patrick Pucci at Patrick Pucci to James Cook. Oh man, a lot of I feel like we've we've had a lot of Bills references in this uh, in this episode. You James, brought him up, James Cook. Well, I this is I this is not my question. Patrick Pucci is not my burner. I I, <laughs> I read what the people write. Uh, James Cook or Brees Hall in fantasy football redraft. So let's put the redraft hat on. And what do we got? Uh, that should be Brees Hall pretty easily for me. And this is coming from a Buffalo Bills fan. So you know he's giving his honest, heartfelt answer. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's Brees Hall. I understand, um, you know, preseason, especially the last game or two, wasn't uh, awe-inspiring. The first-week matchup against uh, the Baltimore Ravens, also not awe-inspiring. But, come on, this, this was the first running back taken off the board. Uh, he is the person that we spent all offseason 
since the middle of February saying this guy is the 101 in this draft class. Uh, he could do everything. You know, people were saying that Brees Hall is going to be a top 12 uh, running back in startup drafts next year, blah, blah, blah. Um, we can't let a couple of preseason games and, you know, Michael Carter just all of a sudden push us off of, you know, a player that we spent months saying was uh, extremely talented. So I'm with you. Um, obviously, I, I will be uh, I'll be transparent here. I've never been high on James Cook. So um, that's another reason why I'm kind of like, yeah, give me the guy that, you know, I watched and was like, yeah, this guy is good. Um, as opposed to a guy that is in a very good offense. Uh, don't get me wrong, Bills. Very good offense. But I just, you know, I think Devin Singletary is going to be around more than we want to give him credit for. It looks like Zach Moss maybe made a, like, mini resurgence during camp. I mean, I heard a lot of good reports about Zach Moss from the coaching staff in Buffalo. So if this turns into a three-headed monster, I mean, it could get messy for all. But that means it's not good for James Cook either. No. So, uh, get, give me Brees. I know the offense is definitely not going to – the Jets are not going to be as good on offense as the Bills are. But, um, uh, you know, I think I think it's a, a better talent. So, like we always say, uh, talent over, uh, over the scenery. So, Patrick, I hope that helps. Get yourself some Brees and, and be happy. Be happy that you did it. Um, last one, and then we're out of here, man. Can you believe mm. it? We uh, I can't believe this is the last question of the twenty twenty two off season. Let's Your boy. In. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. He said, "My boy." This is Jay at Dynasty underscore Moose. Dynasty, 10-team, half-point PPR, super flex. Uh, Drew's love. No, not Tua. We're talking about Gabe Davis. And everyone's love, George Pickens. Or DK Metcalf. And everyone's hate, I think. Uh, Antonio Gibson. So I'll say that one more time. Gabe Davis and George Pickens, or DK Metcalf and Antonio Gibson. Drew, it's got a bill in it. What side are you going to pick? Yeah, I, I think I, I have to go on the Metcalf-Gibson side. Um, you know, it looks like Gibson should be handling the majority of the workload for better or worse for the first few weeks here. Um, yeah, definitely not my favorite running back, but he's a starting running back in the NFL who should have a, a decent amount of volume. Uh, and then DK, who I think is criminally underrated right now uh, based on his current quarterback situation, losing Russ, et cetera. Um, but you're looking at a couple of guys, you know, I, I think Gabe Davis is better than a lot of people give him credit for. I think he'll 
uh, continue to, even if it's not huge leaps and bounds, I think he'll continue to get better and, and, and keep a pretty meaningful part of that offense. And uh, Pickens, I don't know, the, the Steelers cycle through wide receivers. They produce good wide receivers. They move good wide receivers on. Um, I, I will take, uh, I'll take my, my payout on George Pickens. If I got him early second round this year, and I can get, you know, and again, I'm sure you'll share kind of where the pole landed here. So it looks like you should be able to get some extra on top. But um, if I'm looking at building for the future, I'll, I'll, I'll take DK Metcalf. You know, if he's my, in a 10 team, he's probably my wide receiver two or three based on how people are feeling about him. Um, okay. And running backs are running backs. So if uh, you can get some productivity out of Gibson here. Again, no trade is your final trade, so maybe you find a team that wants him after you. But um, you know, as of today, when I'm getting ready to set lineups and I want to know uh, that I've got a, a good chance to win, I want DK in my, my lineup more than I want Gabe Davis or George Pickens in my lineup right now. And then uh, having a starting running back as either my RB2 or Flex in Gibson feels pretty good. So that's where I am. Where are you, Josh? I'm with you, and normally we I do my my little side of the story and then give the poll results. So I'm going to do it in a little bit different order, though. The Gabe Davis and George Pickens I got sixty six percent, almost two to one here. What over Metcalf? I get we don't like Gibson, and that's that's fine. Listen, it looked like. For before the tragedy of Brian Robinson happened, it looked like Brian Robinson was going to take that starting job. That's what it looked like. So I get being worried about Antonio Gibson, but Antonio Gibson was a top 15 running back last year. So why can't we, at least for five weeks, expect him to be a top 15 back again? And really, we're obviously, you know, in in Dynasty, we have to look forward and try to predict things. But trying to predict Brian Robinson coming back week five, like, that that's a lot. I mean, unless you're a medical professional and, and you've seen reports and you've kind of seen, you know, you know, especially that bullet around his, his knee. <laughs> You know, obviously, you know, the reports came out, kind of missed all the major structures. But, I mean, you still got shot twice. And we're just like, yeah, he'll be ready for week five. No problem. All right. If you have that level of confidence, you are a better human than I am because I can't. I can't do it. I can't just be like, yeah, he's going to be ready week five. No doubt about it. You know, what if it's week eight? He's not ready to week eight or week nine. And Antonio Gibson is a top 15 fantasy running back. Does Ron Rivera just go, hey, Antonio Gibson has been pretty good. We're just going to sit him now because Brian Robinson's back. And does Brian Robinson come back and it's just ready? Because, you know, we talk about things like football shape, being in football shape all the time, right? Got to be in football shape. 
but I can't believe someone who's been shot twice is just out there running drills and, you know, he's recovering right now, which, he, which by the way, is what he should be doing. He should just be worrying about his health right now as a human being, not as a football player, none of that. Just getting healthy, doing everything that, you know, his doctors are telling him to do so that he can just have that normal quality of life. and. Yeah. Though normal quality of life and football shape normally aren't the same thing. So, what if he's what if he's able to go week five, but he's not football shape? Does that mean Antonio Gibson gets two more weeks? Like, there's too many, and this is what I'm trying to say—a long-winded way of trying to say there's too many variables in it to just say week five. Brian Robinson's back; he takes over. All said and done, and Antonio Gibson is, you know, fielding punts. You know, we we don't know. Um, but DK Metcalf, I get it. The quarterback situation in in Seattle is garbage. It's Geno Smith or Drew Locke. Yikes. The fantasy timeline, Drew might be a better quarterback than Drew Locke. Um, I've seen Drew Locke play professional football. It's not good. But even if you're not, which you might be. Might be a better kicker. That's about it. Oh, man. I know you're a better kicker. I've seen that in action. I feel like if Drew Locke decided to switch to kicker, he would just be so flagrant with the ball. It would just, it would spray everywhere. It, you know, there would be no regard for, for, you know, humans behind the goalposts. It would just be, it would be messy. So I know you got him in that regard. But he's, he's still DK Metcalf. He's still a physical monster. And he was pretty good with Geno Smith in the three games they played mm-hmm. last year. Like, people forget that. People think that DK Metcalf averaged like five fantasy points a game with Geno Smith, and that wasn't the case. Um, and guess what? If that team is bad, they're probably drafting a quarterback with the top 10 pick they get. So now all of a sudden we're fading DK Metcalf because it's Geno Smith and Drew Locke, and then all of a sudden C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young or Will Levis is in Seattle. And now we're trying to scoop him up again, but we can't because now DK Metcalf, who is still a monster, now has a quarterback that we can kind of respect again. And you're never getting uh you're never getting the low wall prices that you might be getting right now. Uh so it baffles me that it's uh 66 to 34, mm-hmm. but give me Metcalf, give me Gibson. This just means that you can get Met Metcalf, Gibson, and something else, and probably a pretty significant something else, if this is what the poll is. And all you have to give up is Gabe, Gabe Davis and George Pickens. Like, I mean, what, what do you think realistically you get back? I'm going for like one of them 20, 23 seconds. Yeah. Like, let's yeah. go. Yeah. Like, you're telling, you're telling me with a poll like that, that, that we're not even close just offering that two for the other two. Yeah. 
So, this is your chance if uh, you're thinking about earlier you want to get a Rashad White back and take a shot there. Or do this deal. Go Davis Pickens and a 23 second for Metcalf Gibson and a 23 first. Mm. I mean, it it sounds crazy coming out of my mouth. And like when I say it, I don't believe that anyone would ever accept it. But this poll is saying something different. Yep. So I can't just say, well, the way I value players is correct and the way everyone else values players are wrong. I mean, I do believe in my values more than other people's values, but obviously a lot of other people believe that these guys are more valuable and I need to exploit that. So, you know, just ask for an extra second or you know, add a second to your side and ask for the first back, you know, it's stuff like that, that, you know, and I'll be very curious to see next year, you know, because I think DK Metcalf has been faded and maybe has been traded in some spots for some low ball offers. I wonder what we'd look at next year. If, you know, Geno Smith is decent, which I mean, I don't think he'll be decent enough to like keep the job, but you know, will he be decent enough to maybe get him out of the top 10? I don't even know if that's possible. <laughs> but, you know, if if they're in the top 10, they're for sure taking a quarterback. And if they're, like, on the fringe, if they're at, like, 10 and they don't think any of those guys are going to be there, they still have Denver's first. So let's not forget that they can package some some picks and – move on up into the territory where they can grab a quarterback. So it'll be very fun. Here we go. One last one on the way out from Schumann 006. This is for you, Drew. Fun question. If you could only keep one bourbon or fantasy football, which would you choose? Uh, This, in fact, is not a fun question for me. Um, well, I, I have, uh, I was about to say, you know, I, I think I have a better shot of winning money with fantasy football or making out more there, but honestly, the, the secondary market for the right bourbons is pretty lucrative. Um, so I, I think I have to stick with bourbon. That is, uh, I think, uh, you know, I, there are enough ways to be tangentially uh, involved with fantasy football if I don't have my own team. I mean, if you're talking about, like, all together, never get to hang out with Josh and the folks in the DAP network, uh, never get to go back to Canton and hang out with some of the folks there, uh, man, that would make it a lot more difficult. But uh, even there, I mean, I, Bourbon brought us together, so... That's a really tough question. Um, that that's not one that I, I want to answer, but uh, man, you're making it hard here, Shuey. Uh, can I can I like switch for uh, a year at a time? Like give up bourbon for a year, play fantasy football for a year, give up fantasy football, drink bourbon. I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. It's uh, I don't know if anybody's a Friends fan, but it's one of those like. Uh, Joey's given that question. Would you rather give up uh, sex or food? It's like Oof. he wants uh, yeah, wants girls on bread. 
I want fantasy football in a bourbon themed league. That's what I want. There you go, man. There <laughs> you go. I'm not a bourbon drinker, but I know Drew that you are. I know how tough that is. Um, There are some there are some things that I would give up fantasy football for, but I mean it's a very short list, a very short list. So I uh, I saw you struggling there. I didn't know which way you were gonna go, and I think at the end of it, you kind of uh, you didn't go either way. But you shouldn't, and you don't have to. You can have thank you bourbon. Are you drinking bourbon tomorrow, my friend? Oh, absolutely, right, absolutely. Well, I will have a. Uh... I'll have oh, a, ahead, a fine ahead. pour of Buffalo Trace at kickoff with the Bills. Look at that. That that should be uh, another segment we put in there. Drew's Bourbon of the Week. <laughs> Tell us what you'll be drinking while you, you watch your Buffalo Bills. Mm. And here we go. We'll do, we'll, we do a do bonus. we'll do a bonus game on the way out. Drew. Your Buffalo Bills get the W tomorrow against the Super Bowl champs. You got to fly across the country. You got to play in L.A. Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, Jalen Ramsey, Matt Stafford. Can the Bills pull it out? Boys are built for this stage. They should have been there in February. I had a ticket booked already. I was ready to sleep at LAX if I had to. I was ready to, to sleep at LAX and walk the 3.8 miles from LAX over to SoFi and watch the Bills in their fifth Super Bowl. I, this is a long time coming. Uh, but, yeah, I you know a lot of respect for the Rams and their organization. Um, I think the Bills are a complete team. I think they have they can hurt you in a number of different ways. Um, so yeah, I I think there's a good chance. I love Von Miller, the Von Miller edition. Uh, hopefully, he can give a little bit of insight. And uh, yeah, I, I know not having Trey White's going to hurt us. So I'll figure out what to do with Cooper Cup. You know, A Rob's a little bit of a wild card. But at the end of the day, I think uh, I think we'll get after Stafford pretty good. And whether this is going to be a defensive struggle, I think we'll we'll find a way. If it's a, a good old fashioned shootout, I like our chances still. I think we learned from the end of last season, and uh, I think we we take some things away from that and get off to a fast start this year. So I I am willing to take that bet for. Buffalo. I don't even know what the line is. I, I, I remember what the total is. It's a 52 points or whatever, but I forget who's favored. I want to say probably the Rams are favored by a point, point and a half, if I had to guess, but we'll see. Well, you know what? Go to BetUS. Look up that line if you like that game. I think uh, I think the Bills' one-two punch of Stephon Diggs and Isaiah McKenzie uh, can, can just do it against uh, – the Rams, I do think the Bills win as well. Um, it's a shame. Uh, I would would have loved to have seen this game with uh, Matt Stafford at 100%, but 
those are the breaks. Uh, I think if he was at 100%, I think the game, I think I would have a harder time picking a winner in that game. But uh, I think that's what it's going to come down to is uh, Matt Stafford maybe not being 100%. So I also think the Bills are going to win that game. And uh, next week, man. Well, I love you, talking, Josh. Next week, we're talking about football, man. We're talking about Real football. Deals. Real football, games that mean something, players doing things, points on our rosters. Just remember, everybody, make sure those lineups are set. Make sure, make sure you got all your guys where they're supposed to be. And uh, you know what? You know what? Where we got to be? We got to be thanking everybody in the chat. Chat was great, man. Great questions. Drew had a real, a real choice there between Bourbon mm. and the Bills. Uh, Bourbon and all of his fantasy players. The Bills are part of fantasy, man. He gave me a weird look, but the Bills. Listen, we talked about how Isaiah McKenzie is better than Gabe Davis. I mean, that's that's all part of the fantasy landscape there. So, uh, thanks to the chat, and remember, if you're watching, please hit subscribe, hit the thumbs up on this one. Uh, leave a comment. We love seeing all that stuff. Uh, if you're doing a podcast thing, we get it Wednesday at nine o'clock. Doesn't work for everyone. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, we appreciate you too. Just please uh, subscribe. If maybe you were referred by a friend to to take a listen and hear us, um, and then rate and review. And then remember too, we're gonna put all of our links in uh, in our descriptions. But head over to Bet US, and you know. They have a whole bunch of promos going on right now. I could list them all, but then this would be another hour and 16 minutes of a podcast. And as much as Drew would love uh, two hours and about 32 minutes, uh, I'm going to save them from that. So, but head over to bet us. Remember to remember to just use our link so that uh, they know that we sent you guys. And on that note, Drew, we're out of here. Late.